0: What's going on everyone episode 84 of locker talk live time for the state finals here let me turn off my big uh big volume there so hopefully there's no reverb going on and i'll put on my headphones jackson while i do all that how are you doing man
1: doing good i had a crazy day today uh as i've been traveling out with media days Hat uh, was out a Willis at the DJ lagway commitment to Florida and just uh, another busy week in Texas high school football, especially with semifinal games going around uh, across the state. So very excited for this weekend.
0: Yeah, there are some great games indeed. so I
1: don't know if you want to talk about
0: all of them, but let's go through let's go through some of them at least. I don't know if there's any you want to go through. I think I think we saved the biggest for last, obviously Westlake North Shore. What games besides that are you looking at, Jackson?
1: You know, I'm looking at uh, the other side of that bracket. I feel like everyone's talking about North Shore, Westlake, and rightfully so. That's probably the best matchup of the week. But don't sleep on that Duncanville-Prosper matchup. Prosper has been what Allen has been the past couple of years in that same district uh, this year. They're playing up against a Duncanville team, it just seems destined to get that state title, but that Prosper team's got something to prove this week. So that's another game I've got circled on my list is that game right there. And then also you've got DeSoto going up against Denton Geyer in 6A D2. I feel like that's another awesome matchup. You're going to get to see John T. Cook going up against uh, Peyton Bowen and Eli Bowen uh, of that secondary for Denton Geyer, and then you're going to get to see what Jackson Arnold's been doing all year, which is absolutely torching defenses. So can that DeSoto defense – uh, stop Oklahoma commit Jackson Arnold and I think uh, I'm, that's another game I'll definitely be watching this weekend
0: here's a question for you let me move on to my brackets here so um, so I can see everything clearly um, does does Glenn Rose stand any chance against Carthage does anyone stand a chance against Carthage um, you know your your kind of dream team if you will Silsby did not get it out, did not get out of their region final, which is in that for uh, a division two uh, um, matchup there. Um, so it's, it's, it's Quero or Wembley that's going to play, which I think most likely Carthage. D- does it do any of those three teams, Glen Rose, Quero or Wembley stand a shot against Quero uh, against Carthage?
1: You know, I think uh, I was watching that Silsby Quero game, watching it tightly. Uh, I was hoping Silsby could pull it out as they were kind of my, My team, the pick in that region. Um, But I think when a team can go through adversity and go through playing those tight games and end up pulling it out, it always seems to help them out down the road. I think that a team like Cuero, um, after getting – having a – I believe it was a double, maybe even triple overtime game. uh, Once you have that experience, especially in a playoff atmosphere, everything's on the line, every pass counts, every run counts, everything – uh, matters in those tight situations. I think that that helps a team like that down the road. I think that Cuero with that experience could be a team that could get it done uh, as they were able to pull off a win this weekend, this past weekend.
0: You know, one interesting uh, a game that's actually happening in your neck of the woods at Cypher FCU stadium on Friday, 3A division Two, Gilmore Harmony taking on Poth. That's actually both, uh not too far from from where I live now. That's actually where uh, some of my family grew up, so I know both very well. This is a this is a team that's trying to get back to the state championship game for the first time since 1968, um, where their team lost in the in the 68 game. So trying to not only get there but win it for uh, for the first time. They're taking on a Gilmer Harmony team who you look at their record and you're like, how is this team still in? harmony is uh um I'm typing their name in right now so i can pull up their full schedule they've lost five games on, on the year and so you look at that and you're line and five overall and you're like how did they get here but here's the thing just kind of not, not not like brock because i think they're a little bit more of a of a cinderella team if you will but kind of like uh, kind of like brock when you think of their record played some tough non-district opponents uh you know uh, and so sometimes you can't look at a record at, at face value. You have to dig deeper in that record, right? Um, because some of these teams are starting to play a little bit um, tougher competition uh, in, in non-district because at the end of the day, non-district doesn't mean anything. Nothing nothing you do in non-district matters. It's only what you do in district and beyond. Some of these teams, like Brock, are playing these tougher opponents. I mean, Brock is pl- played Wimberley, and they played Wimberley close, right? So... so um, you know, you, you don't let that record deceive you when you see those five losses for Harmony. I'm still rooting for both because of that familiarity. But, you know, Harmony has a good shot of winning that game. Uh, Jackson, any games you want to bring up right now?
1: Uh, just thinking about it, uh, going on to the 6A D2 level, you've got Katie taking on uh, Vandergrift to pull it off. A great win last week against Dripping Springs. A really close game. Only a field goal uh, won that game. So, very close game. Can Vandegrift beat Katie? Is KD going ahead into that state championship game with that 10th uh, state title uh, in their program history right in their grasp? Can Vandegrift beat them? I think this is going to be an interesting matchup. I think that uh, I think that Katie will probably get it done uh, but this could be very interesting. You could see Van definitely upset them. That's another game I'll be watching this week, excuse me. And then also you had uh, P&G who beat Fort Bend Marshall last week. I can't remember exactly who they would play this week, Josh. Liberty Hill. The Liberty Hill. Liberty Hill. Liberty Hill, yeah. So you've got P&G and Liberty Hill. Liberty Hill trying to make it back to the state title and finally win it as they've been the past two years and have lost – can they do it this year? And then can P&G, who's uh, beaten some really good uh, Houston area teams and then beat a really good Fort Bend Marshall team who, I mean, I picked them last week to win it. And I, th- and I feel like uh, this P&G team is on a roll right now. That community is behind them. Uh, they had an open practice the, uh, the week of Thanksgiving, which was the uh, area round, the second round. And over 500 people in the community showed up. Uh, that's a community that's going to be rocking whatever stadium it is. So uh, watch out for p They might be able to pull off a little upset uh, at Liberty Hill, but I would have to go with Liberty Hill to win that one. And uh, I'm always for the Cinderella story of finally getting that championship after being so close.
0: Well, it's going to be an all-purple matchup there, and I'll say on that one, I think P&G has a good shot simply because Liberty Hill is dealing with some injuries to their, some of their key players. Uh, so I think that's going to play a part in that could play a part in that game. Although um, they didn't, you know, they, Liberty Will, he, Liberty Hill did very well without those players last week in, in their win against uh, Corpus Christi Firebuff. And on that note with uh, Vandegrift and, and Katie, I think something important is it's, it depends on what kind of what Vandegrift shows up. If it's the Vandegrift that uh, played against Harlan where they struggle in that first half, I think I think Katie wins that game, but I think if if it's the Vandegrift that shows up like they did last week, I mean, here's a I don't know if you watched that game, Jackson, but in that in that game against Dripping Springs, uh, Dripping Springs went on a 19 play drive in the fourth quarter, and were stopped on fourth and in virtually inches to go. Um, it was I think it was fourth and goal to go, and they were stopped like just short, uh, and then they were able to run out the clock from there. So that Vandegrift defense came up huge in that rematch and, and like you said when you look at the point totals i think it was uh, 60 for for the two games it was 60 for Dripping Springs 60 for Vandegrift but at the end of the day Vandegrift won the most important one that wasn't not game 1 it was game you know it was game 14 in the playoffs where you win or go home i mean just an all, one of the all-time great. I mean, we had two great games, really two great games this past week. A little more, actually, because Referio and Shiner was a great game. That one came down to a 4th and 12 from Referio where uh, they scored an 85-yard touchdown where if they didn't get it, probably seals the win for Shiner. But, I mean, you had Silsby and Quero going three overtimes. You had Dripping Springs and Vandegra basically come down in a wire. You gotta love that. Um, finally, I think it's time to talk about, um, really quick, let's mention a couple other teams i think i think bernie i'm, I'm rooting for bernie against tyler chapel hill it's going to be a tough one for bernie but i'm rooting for them i'll be at that game at the alamo dome um and then i'm looking here in 5a um looking at uh college station you know they they lose uh Rakeith collins to start the year and you're like well there goes their season <laughs> well nope the their season is right on track now a game away from making it back to the state championship where they'll take on either Alito or Longview, who I think Longview's probably favored. But, Jackson, what do you got to say?
1: Yeah, that College Station-Smithson Valley game was another crazy one. If I'm correct, uh, following it on Twitter, there was a big fourth down stop with two seconds left on the game. Smith- Smithson Valley had the ball at about the two or three-yard line. Uh, they have a chance to try to make a play on it, and they get stuffed in the uh, at the line of scrimmage. Uh, and that was the end of the game. That's how College Station won. It's always a crazy ending. Uh, it's one of those kind of Friday night light type games where you, the guy just is just this short from the end zone. Um, so that was an awesome game. This College Station team has really been a role. Arrington uh, Maiden has been playing uh, lights out at quarterback at College Station, uh, since about the midway point of the season. And then that defense has just been, uh, really good this year. And last week they beat a really good, uh, a uh, really good smithson valley team that has a really good offensive line so i'm um, looking forward to seeing if college station can uh, get back to that state game this year as well
0: yeah it did come down to that last play and uh basically a good play call by the defense just basically blew up the the holes where uh smithson valley had planned to run through and, and it was a uh, kind sort of a great great play call there so let's move on then to kind of the the main event if you will i think it's the game that everyone's going to be paying attention to. Uh, I know I'll be paying attention to it, and I'll, and I'll be working some games. I'm going to probably have it on in the background somewhere while I'm covering these games this, this weekend. That is North Shore taking on Westlake. Westlake, of course, going for win number 55 in a row. North Shore trying to get back to the state t- uh, championship game to win, what is it, four and five years? Is that what it is now, three and four years? I think it is
1: four. I think we looked it up. It was four out of seven.
0: Yeah, so something crazy like that, and, and they're doing it without, of course, their starter quarterback. They've kind of been almost a quarterback by committee, if you will. But now they got to go up against Westlake defense, one of the best defenses in Texas. Uh, of course, I think both of those defenses are the best in Texas. I mean, you could probably make an argument. It's one or two, and, and you can make the argument for which one you want to put in which slot. Uh, so it's gonna be interesting i mean westlake uh you know dealt with a little quarterback injury it looks like uh and they played well with their backup last week jane greathouse is dealing with a hamstring don't know what his task is he suited up in practice but did not play last week didn't need to play uh it absolutely rolled through brennan uh but North Shore rolled through a test that in that matchup i did not see that coming who wins this one jackson i'm going to give my thoughts on it but i'm going to hear yours first who wins this one and why
1: yeah, I'm very excited for this game. I'll actually be at Rice on Saturday to cover this game. Uh, very excited for this matchup. I think it's going to come down to two things, and and I, I feel like I've said this for multiple times when you play North Shore. Can Westlake's receiving core of Keaton Quebeca and Jaden Greyhouse and those other those other guys, can they get open against this North Shore secondary who has been stellar all year? They pro- I'd, I'd argue – I, anyone that wants to argue me, they're the best secondary in Texas high school football across the board. You've got Devin Sanchez, uh, Javon Anderson, Jacoby Davis, Evan Jackson. All four of those guys are studs. And then uh, and then on the other side, can that North Shore offensive line get pushed against Colton Vasek and that uh, uh, Westlake offense? Uh, can they? sorry, can they get pushed against that uh, Westlake defense? Because if North Shore is not able to uh, control the line of scrimmage, which is what it's going to come down to, they're going to have trouble uh, with a quarterback who's not necessarily a quarterback, but David Amador has definitely made things happen. So um, it, I think it's just going to be an overall great matchup. You're going to have guys who want it on both sides. They're they're hyped up for the game. The hype has already been built up. Uh, it's going to be a great atmosphere for a semifinal game. And I think if I had to pick, I've picked against them multiple times. They've proved me wrong. Every time I'm picking North Shore, I think North Shore gets it done. I think that's what's going to happen. I don't
0: know. How can you pick against 54 wins in a row, though? That's that's tough to do. Um, I think the key is going to be which defense can stop the run. Because I think if Westlake can stop the run, then you're forcing a team where you know with with a quarterback that you know a, a kind of a backup quarterback to make those throws and and make them time and time again, so I think that's going to be interesting to watch. And on the other side, I think if you know if if Westlake's uh, running game can be stopped, I think that opens the door for the same thing. I think you know when you ha- when you have to put the when you have to put the pressure on these quarterbacks, you know there's not it's not a K. Clubnick out there, it's not a Caleb Bailey. So you know who who can put the quarterback, the pressure on the passing game? I think that's going to determine the victory. Jackson, you said you wanted to say something.
1: Yeah, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go off you. I I think that's the most important thing. But I will say, if I had to pick between the backup quarterback at Westlake, let's say their their injury is still there and Paxton Land isn't able to go, um, David Amador has proven that he can get it done at wherever you put him on the field. If he's playing running back, he can get it done. If he's playing wide receiver, if he's playing quarterback, that's a dude that arguably I'd say has been the best player in the state this year. He just he just has no letdown, no uh, downshift. That kid is going full uh, full effort every play. And if I had to pick, if it came down to which quarterback's going to get uh, razzled or uh, or uh, get pressured first, I would take David Omdor and that North Shore team to win. Then.
0: Yeah, when these two teams played uh, a couple of years ago, I know I know Matt was was all in on North Shore and said there was nobody that can beat North Shore. And I, I I remember saying vividly, you haven't seen this Westlake team, have you? Um and then Westlake, won. Well, I was so confident in that in that game. This one's really a toss up in my opinion. I think it can go either way. Again, I think it's which running team can be stopped that's going to that's going to determine who wins that one. I think I'm going go Westlake. It's hard to pick. Again, it's hard to pick um you know, against 54 games in a row. So until they prove otherwise, you got you got to pick the team that's that's gone on, on nearly or over half, half a century worth of, of wins there. Um, so I'm picking Westlake in that one. Uh, any final thoughts before we get out of here, Jackson?
1: No, I I just think it's a great time of the year. We've we've got I I feel like these are the matchups for the most part across the board, especially in six A D one and D two. These are the matchups we wanted to see. Um, these are the matchups we we're looking forward to. I mean, of course, you've got the storylines. Uh, you've got Westlake's storyline with the win streak. You've got North Shore going for four and seven years. You've got Denton Guyer going for their first. Uh, you've got Katie going for their tenth. There's just some awesome stories right now uh, across the board in Texas high school football playoffs and the semis, and uh, this weekend's going to be awesome. So that, that's, that's all I have. I, I'm just really excited to see – Watch some games, go cover a game, but mainly just watch them and see what what happens, uh, how it plays out.
0: Just one, Jackson. I'll be covering four going to the Alamo Dome Friday and Saturday for the doubleheaders there. So, going to have you covered for. Let me get those games for you. I'll have that Katie game. I know that much. Let's see. So, I'll have uh, Querrell Wimberly on Friday and Tyler Chapel Hill and Bernie. and Saturday, Katie Vandegrift College Station, Corpus Christi Veterans Memorial. So that's gonna do it for our show for today. Of course, this one's coming out on—we're th- recording it on a Wednesday. It's gonna come out tomorrow on a Thursday. So today, when you're watching, um, and then of course the game starts on Thursday into Saturday. When we join you next week, we'll have to—we'll have to do this one earlier next week, Jackson, Monday or Tuesday, because state starts on Wednesday, and we're gonna have to talk. We're going have to make predictions for all all twelve games. So twelve games coming next week. Can't wait. The oh, by the way, just for. You know, people that might be living under a uh, living under a rock, the one A uh, brackets have already been um, finalized. So in one A division two, it is going to be. Oh, don't have them updated here. Uh, I believe it's. Uh, let me let me get the brackets here, um, real quick here. Um, oh wait, I got it. Give me one second. I already have it pulled up. Just didn't know it. Uh, so for one A division two, it's Benjamin taking on Lorraine. And Division One, it's Westbrook taking on Abbott. So those are your 1A matchups. We'll get 2A and 6A by the end of Saturday. So, Jackson, give us some shout-outs before we get out of here.
1: Yeah, I'm going to shout-out uh, the Vibe crew who went out and did uh, Spring Branch today. Uh, it was a lot of fun. Uh, it's always great doing a media day. Uh, there's a lot that goes into it, though. So shout-out to the crew uh, that was out at the media day today. I also want to shout-out uh, my guy, DJ Lagway committing today. Uh, very happy for him uh, as he got to make a decision in front of the community that absolutely loves him uh, in front of family and friends. And it was just awesome to kind of be a part of it and uh, get to see that. So shout out to DJ. Congrats again on committing to Florida. Uh, Super proud of you, man.
0: All right. I'm going to shout out, I'm going to shout out the four teams I wrote articles about both Vandergrift, Bernie and Liberty Hill. Go check out those articles on Vipe.com. Um, you know, of course, some of them trying to make history. Uh, Vandergriff and Bernie trying to get to the state championship for the first time. Liberty Hill trying to win it for the first time since 2007. And Poth trying to get back for the first time since 1968. It's going to be our show for today. Of course, we'll be back next week, like I said, Monday or Tuesday to give you our predictions for all 12 state games. Till then, I'm Whack, and that's Jackson. And we'll
1: see you at the games.